Hi, I'm Gio. And I'm Renee. And this is Listen To Me Podcast, where you get all the greatest and unqualified advice from qualified creatives. Basically, we go through it so that you can sleep in on a Saturday morning while we take the time to get to know more about Superfine. You know, <laughs> I'm really about the sleep right now. I'm just thinking about my bed, the pillows on my bed. It's an early morning. We're doing a, well, for Renee, it's earlier, but we usually don't record on Saturdays. And appropriately, I have a news about our Patreon. So let's maybe jump into that right away. (laughs) (laughs) The most tired party horns. They're tired from the night before. They just need time to refresh. We got a new patron, Danny E. That sounds like a drug dealer's name. Yo, I got Danny E's number. (laughs) (laughs) We got messages from him just saying that this was his new favorite podcast that he drives for a living for work. And listen, he's like... Yes, Danny E, not Danny Elfman. Okay, my bad. Uh, (laughs) So Danny E was the one who sent us that message about the self-care episode, right? No, that was uh, I'll read that and then also... Yeah, so thanks, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, I got totally confused. Thank you so much, Danny, and welcome to our Patreon. We really appreciate the support. Now, by this point, it'll have been like a month and a half, but we just posted our sex positivity episode. Enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, so I was going to say that I'm working on a blog post right now about burnout, so that'll be out by the time this episode airs. Um, I went Mm -hmm. back into our archives, which is such a wild thing to say. It's so crazy. I know. And I looked at one of our early episodes and I thought, I think this is timely because I know that a lot of people are feeling it right now, especially because like we're still, it's a year later, we're still in quarantine. We're still under heavy restrictions with the pandemic, at least in Canada. Mm. So definitely thought it would be worth revisiting those topics. But I want to touch on as well that we got some lovely feedback on our self-care binary episode. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, Gio, do you remember what number that episode is? 50. 50. It is 50. Yeah. Yeah, So go back and listen to it if you haven't yet. So Alexander wrote us a comment that where he said, really enjoyed this episode. First off, yes, fellas, it's mad gay to talk about physiotherapy. (laughs) (laughs) Another man helping you, quote, regain mobility, kind of sus. But seriously, even I, cis het white man, have had almost nothing but nightmares with the medical establishment. Piles of misdiagnoses never being taken seriously and Geo's testing story, oof, lived that a dozen times since my late teens. Quote, if you're not doing anything wrong, why do you need to be tested? Uh, To be healthy, motherfucker? I like that response. (laughs) Yeah. I have no systemic root cause. I just hate doctors. Also want to thank you both for speaking on your dad's. That jarred something in me about my atrocious work-life balance. Good chat team. Thank you so much, Alexander. We Mm -hmm. really appreciate the feedback. As you probably know from listening, I thrive on praise. So (laughs) (laughs) I especially appreciate it. Yeah, definitely um, check out the sex positivity episode to hear more about that uh, praise. <laughs> <laughs> Emily is my friend, the noted misogynist, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> massage therapist, <laughs> who suggested the topic for the self-care binary episode because uh, she's a massage therapist and she sees that a lot with her clients. And she wrote in after she listened and it was so good. So she said, I just listened to the self-care episode and I loved it, especially the beginning where you guys were talking about me being a 
a misogynist. You have no idea how hard I laughed. For years, my brother would always call me a misogynist instead of a massage therapist. Finally, I asked if he knew what it meant. He Googled it and got wide-eyed and started laughing. He had no idea. Great episode. I hope you guys got good feedback from it. I would listen to five more episodes on self-care and gender norms. Don't tempt me, Emily. I would do the research for five more episodes. <laughs> gender norms are so wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me just Thank finish you. this first, this coffee. <laughs> yeah, like I know I'm on my first coffee as well, but we just want to say thank you so much to our listeners. Like we appreciate yes. it like nothing else when you let us know how you feel about episodes and how they resonated with you. That's the reason we're doing this. So yeah, thank you. Somebody tagged me on LinkedIn. Once again, Ira, who I honestly want to have on the show because he's so hardcore into design. He's like such a creative up here. Yeah. But he's like, I'm not a creative. But anyway, someone was like, oh, I'm looking for podcasts. And he podcast tagged recommendation. Me. Yeah. And he tagged me and was like, it's so yeah, nice. You have to send that to me. We should read that on the show too. It's Yeah, it's so I have nice. to go back. Yeah. <laughs> My LinkedIn. Segway. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I know we always make the joke about being excited, but I am genuinely excited to talk to Sarah Feinstein today. Not everything could get you out of bed this early in the morning. Sarah, this is all for you. Sarah is in India, so the time difference is a bit ridiculous. So she's like going to bed soon. So, mm. so I met Sarah in my first year of university in Toronto. I lived in a student co-op. And I don't know if you remember, Renee, but I lived in like a room inside a house of 13 people. That was... Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I do actually. Yes. 13 students in a house. That was falling apart. Imagine. Okay. It was shit show to say the least so we lived in the annex and the house was split in two and the other half of the house was like another batch of, of students and sarah just so happened to be in that batch of students and she was in my program at ocad we lived together for our first year just hit it off immediately and then we both went through the design program worked in toronto she's from bc originally and now she's working with a team she's created her own mini agency and her life path has been so interesting and this and the things that she's doing with her work is very inspiring we we, we were doing zoom before zoom was cool okay <laughs> like because that's the only way we've been able to connect that's sweet but, um, yeah, also just to confirm it's not 14 hours ahead it's like what is it well, right now it's 7.45 there. So how many yeah. hours is that? Nine? Well, for me, it's like 11. Math isn't my strong suit or remembering things, apparently. <laughs> 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 that that oh. bit on whatever episode it was where we talked about um, the Great Lakes or Georgian Bay. And oh. I was like... <laughs> my god the 25 questions episode yes. i was dying and living at the same time because it was so funny you just rushed in with such confidence and i was like i'll let you do this because i have no idea and then you made me fact check you because i i think i knew i was like i think i'm wrong but and you know what this is <laughs> whatever yeah. let's talk That's to so sarah <laughs> That. don't worry about it this is the the, the age of technological fuck-ups so like... oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was like so organized like meditated before the chat i like <laughs> took all the time to like center in so i could be like totally present I'm like oh 8 30 and then you message me i'm like damn it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to fuck that up. 
<laughs> All good. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi, Renee. Thanks to meet you. You too. Gio was like, have you ever met Sarah before? And I'm like, I don't think I have, but I feel like I know you because Gio talks about you so I know, much. Right? Same. I feel the same. I actually, like the last time, like I really remember Gio talking about you. I was like in Edmonton meeting up with Gio. And I think they were like getting ready to go to your wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was like four years ago already. <laughs> I think that's the last time I saw you. No, I saw Sarah. I think I saw you because you came to I Toronto. Seen Toronto. Yes. Yeah. And you were staying at that Airbnb or I don't know where, like the downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. That And then, yeah, we went for like a three hour walk all around the city just talking because we were just couldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was beautiful. I it like cherish beautiful. that memory. <laughs> uh, I know. Honestly, it's like I, I was saying to Renee before this, I'm like, Sarah and I had the Zoom meeting thing down pat before it was cool to the rest of the world. <laughs> That's literally how we've been totally. meeting. How long have you been away now? I'm coming up on nine years, if you can believe it. Shut up. <laughs> I know. Stop I know. It. Nine years in India. I did I don't even believe it myself, to be honest. I'm like, fuck, that's almost a decade. Like that is like a substantial amount of like time in your life. Like when you only have like lived about three of them. And I've yeah. lived almost the full one. I feel like the deadbeat of the most deadbeat friends where I kept saying, like, I'm coming to visit, I'm coming to visit. And legitimately, <laughs> the year I was actually going to do it the fucking world shut down i was like what the fuck <laughs> it was like so annoying because i'm like i actually was going to come visit you in 2020 and you know that's on pause for now but whatever it happens. <laughs> i want to thank you for coming on our little show thank you so much for having me i'm actually like so excited to be here i've been like listening to your show like all the past like year and i just like love what you guys are doing and i love what you're about so it feels like such an honor on my side that you guys like want me here to to talk to you <laughs> thank you sarah now we're gonna put the the music that we usually put for like blowing smoke up our guest ass now we're gonna do it you're doing it to us <laughs> I'm unprepared for this. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> Renee, I thought you liked praise. <laughs> Stop throwing that in my face. My other kink is to be a bitch, so watch out. Yeah, I know that. You don't I don't need that thrown in my face. I'm aware. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> Sarah, we're going to refocus this on you. <laughs> hey, if she's been listening to the show, she knew what to expect. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so if you can start out by telling our listeners who might not know who you are a little bit about yourself and please do. I feel like the normal like go-tos to like what we're about is to like start with like career and stuff like that. But like, I'm just like so tired of like attaching myself to this job. Okay. Maybe like if I could describe myself without a job, I'd say that like a I'm like a life inquirer. I'm just like really interested in like life and the human experience, exploring and seeing how we constantly become better people, have self growth on my journey of that. I've like got a job doing like web design to support that. So I feel like who I am is just someone who's like really enjoying discovering life and and everything it has to show us. Based on what you just said, I can absolutely vouch for that because I've known you now for 14 years we're going on. You've always been very inquisitive and not okay with accepting things as they are. You're like, well, how can I do something else? Or how can I live within this reality and make it something that's a bit more conducive to like my own personal development, if that makes any sense? 
Where does that come from? Like, how has that always been something that you've implemented into your life? How does that translate into the work that you do today? For one thing, which I find interesting, um, I never thought that like, as I was like on this journey that like, I needed to really change who I was. It was more about like, this is who I am now. How can I expand my greater awareness of this life? How can I live in a way which feels more aligned? Where is there some truth about the world, about people that I can find? And so I feel like this is what we're starting with is pretty good are there things I can do to improve it can I you know learn something that will help lead me through life and I feel like so much of it was like around freedom like when I like think back to like younger years like one big one was like when I transferred from like UVic Victoria to Toronto I was doing like photography like darkroom practices which was like beautiful and like awesome but like there was a moment where I was like if I continue down this road I'm definitely like limiting potentially like opportunity we're like in the wave of like where art was going so digital and like what you could do and there was like this part of me that's like turn back to like the design and like turn back to the computer and and kind of like go there because I just saw like an opportunity of like so much freedom that like if you can take your laptop or your computer wherever you go it essentially like opens a ton of opportunity I hadn't even thought of web design at that point mostly it's just computer equals like freedom my world was like so small at that point and then like yeah. I got to Toronto it was like all of a sudden my world got like so much bigger and like understanding can you move through the world where you're being able to appreciate and understand what's going around you but you you know who you are so that you feel strong and confident and, and that you're moving in a way that feels like totally true and like aligned to, to the way that you want to live. Yeah, Does that answer I, your question? <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes a lot of sense. Like we talk a lot about authenticity on the podcast because it's that sort of ineffable quality that people really respond to. And what strikes me about the way you talk about it, Sarah, is that you do need sort of that anchor point. You need a foundational point to move from um, and to return to. And I think when we talk about authenticity, that's kind of what we almost mean is like this idea that a person can show flexibility, can show that spirit of inquiry where they just want to like understand, but then they can return to a place that's really grounded. Right. And that makes us feel yeah. comfortable too, because we see how solid those people are. And we were like, oh, how do I get that? Truly what you said makes sense that it's more like the life around you has changed. You went from mm -hmm. BC to Toronto to, was it Yellowknife, Yukon? Where were you? Yeah, like it's literally in the middle of the bush, nowhere. Like if you like look yeah. on a map, like the place where like Alberta, BC, like Yukon, <laughs> Northwest Territories, where it all emerges somewhere literally in the middle of nowhere. Like you could put a pin down. I spent a year like in the bush. When you were there, was there any art practice that you had when you were in the bush? <laughs> <laughs> um, I brought like a sketchbook and like some stuff to, to sketch on that. And so I like kept that up. I thought I'd have, because I mean, like I was sitting in like essentially in a truck, like in the middle of the forest, what I like got helicoptered in and out every day. And I spent like 12 hours there. So I like, I thought I'd have like all of this time to like, you know, like work on things. But the job like turned out to be a lot more involving where like people would be like radioing in all the time and like telling me their location I'm having to like plot it on like a little map what were you doing but there's like some artist stuff I was like working as a medic I got through two years of OCAD in Toronto and essentially at that point I hadn't been like eligible for student loans mm -hmm. I got through like two years on like a credit line and like what do I do now and so 
I thought of like the fastest way to essentially like pay down that credit line so I could go back to school. And um, I had like lifeguarding experience. I'm like, I'll just go like be a medic in like the middle of nowhere. And so that's literally what I did. I like got my certification. I went there and like spent a year making like a ton of money to like pay everything off only then to go and like, you know, re-up that whole situation but it was funny it was like it was like what I needed kind of in a way like working towards my freedom like I need to be financially free in this moment so I can like continue like the next half of my education so then I can like then see where it goes that is so that is very funny to me because I'm also somebody who had to work like because my parents couldn't afford to put me through school or any of my siblings and never in my life would I be like okay I need to pay off my loans the obvious solution is to go be a bush medic. <laughs> Bring me to Yellowknife. I'm doing this shit. It's going to be great. Give me the pins. Give me the maps. Let's do this. It was so out of place, honestly. Like, it was so funny. Like, I was like a little Jewish, like, you know, girl in her like 20s. Like, like I thought like, you know, I've been camping. Like, I can do this. Like, <laughs> I had like no idea. The best was I arrived in Dawson Creek at like negative 40. And like I walk outside, it was so cold. I took a breath and I started coughing because mm-hmm. it like essentially so froze like the saliva in my mouth. I was like, ah, ah. and then my like luggage got lost. So like I had to wait a day. So like I had to go to my first meeting with like all of these men and like they're like a little rough around the edges and I had to like show up as like this like little Jewy girl like in a, a bit of like a designer like full length puffy jacket like <laughs> hi <laughs> like I'm here to be your medic uh it really <laughs> the girl that left was like definitely the different than the girl arrived and it's crazy when I think back humans are so resilient and it's amazing how like when you're put in a situation where there's like no other option but to sink or swim like the occasions that we can arise to like mm-hmm. I think back like at that year some of like the situations I was in some of the things I had to do like in control of, like a couple hundred radius area and people would be like so far that I couldn't pick them up on the radio so I'd have to like get on this like skidoo with all my medic gear to like drive down these trails which had like just been cut by like some little bulldozer thing with like branches sticking out and sometimes I'd be like having to go up a hill and down and like I'm crying as I'm driving because I'm like I don't want to die oh my god like I can't believe I'm doing this and then like I'd have to like go until I could like get them on the radio and then I'd like get them like mark it down like go back and at night I'm having to like drive up a skidoo on a ramp and like fasten it down on my own drive on these ice roads call in every kilometer and sometimes it'd be like these huge like semis like driving the other way and because I sounded like a girl like sometimes like they'd be on like the end like oh hey it's like a new band-aid we got a new band-aid and I'm like oh god anyway so much of what you're describing sounds like my first year in Alberta like, honestly, that's just, I was crying. I was driving on ice roads. I was like, I don't want to die. Like, oh my God. Very much speaking to my experience. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like crying. <laughs> mentioned your parents were entrepreneurs how much of an influence would you say that had on the life that you designed for yourself kind of growing up in an environment where entrepreneurism was the thing so to speak 
I definitely appreciated growing up in that kind of situation because my fondest memories were the fact that like my parents could take off like four to six weeks in the summer, like a couple in the winter. I could see that they had so much freedom, but at the same time, like I saw this struggle and like, I definitely had an idea, like when I was in university, like getting ready to graduate at that moment, I was like, I want to work for someone. Like I want a steady paycheck. The stress that came with having to like, manifest all your own dollars like it's like a real thing and so I saw them and I mean the evolution of their business changed a lot like from when I was younger to when I got older like we definitely didn't have what we did I saw like the struggle I saw what happens when you get to make something work and how that can be inspiring and that can like drive you and then so I got to see like what what happens when everything starts working Um, but then I saw the stress I saw the times of great uncertainty when you know they'd be repping a line and then like they'd have like the rug pulled underneath them and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh like shit what do we do and and so I saw all of that and I definitely had an idea and I think I was totally wooed by like this idea of, like Toronto like oh I'm gonna be like a graphic designer I'm gonna like live in Toronto I want to yeah. work for like an agency I'm gonna be like super cool and at that time I thought it'd be like so cool to like be at the office until like midnight like we're like crushing like a deadline trying to I know I don't know what I was thinking you're just indoctrinated into capitalism friend that was it so I totally thought like I don't want to work for myself and then the only reason I ended up working for myself is because I actually had to like I was in India and needed like I want to stay here for longer like it was at, at my grad show at OCAD like there was a firm that came up to me and they're like, so what are your plans? Like, are you looking for work after? I'm like, oh, first I'm just gonna like, you know, go to India and take care of my aunt's dog for a few months, but then I'll be back in Toronto. And they're like, get in touch when you come back. And so like, I thought even after I graduated that like I'd go on this little trip and then come back and just like start my life in like the big city Toronto and, and that, all that hustle and that totally didn't happen. <laughs> what kept you there? Like, why didn't that happen? The answer didn't fully come I didn't fully realize it until I'd actually like been there for a couple years but essentially so I I was there and I was taking care of like my aunt's dog while she was in Canada like you know getting another visa and for the most part I was just having like a really good time and she came back it felt like I mean school can be so intense and I feel like often like especially if you got student loans like there's a transition period where almost immediately you start like looking for a job like especially like you know if you're like in your mid-20s like it means that you're like renting somewhere so you have to like just immediately start like you know getting what you need to like shelter yourself and feed yourself and but like I had this like grace period where I was in India and it felt like I was like, oh my God, I don't have to worry about any of that at the moment. I gave up my art studio space in Toronto before I left. I just had this idea, like someone told me, like, if you give it up, you like, someone else is going to take it. And I really toyed with like, do I give it up? Do I keep it here? But like something told me, like, give it up. And I'm so happy I did. So I felt like I was in India. I had no ties or like real responsibilities. I didn't have to start paying back my loan yet. And I felt like (laughs) I just got rest. It was like this period of like, oh my God, I can just like decompress. And then, you know, my aunt came back three months later and she's like, what are your plans now? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, do you want to go back? And part of me was like, oh, like not yet. As like a side note, which is actually kind of like maybe a largish side note. The reason like where I was in India, I wasn't just like randomly living anywhere. I was living like in the Northern mountains where there was like a meditation community. Part of like why the community was there and then why I was there is um, the study of like meditation, like they don't philosophy. And like, I was too new to really understand like what I was fully learning. 
over time, I got to develop a bit of like a meditation practice and start to understand like, and all of a sudden, so my inquiry, so first it felt like the first six months was just like resting from like what I had been through. Like, it's actually crazy when I think about it, like what students often like at a university level are expected to put themselves through. And then there's like no period after where they get to like, just decompress, like, holy crap. Like, what was that? what was, what did I just go through? Like, what did I have to put myself under? Like you essentially have to like rush into a period of working. And I feel so lucky that I got to do that because it really allowed me to just be like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Like, where do I want to go? Like, I don't have any ties to anything. Like, how can I like look at my situation? Like what will feel most supportive to me? And like, and what can I do? And then that, you know, potentially led into, the birth of super fine. Cause we're like, okay, shit, if I want to like lead this life, like I need some way of making money. And then it kind of started from there. Like Zach had been like learning HTML. And I think I like said to him like very casually, like, I'm like, there's this thing called WordPress, which I didn't even fully know. I'm like, I think if you like learn it, maybe like you can, I can like design a website, you can build one. Like maybe we can make money. That leads perfectly into my next question where, when did Superfine, the concept come about and how has it evolved since its inception? I would say like the name Superfine came from my grad show at OCAD because I like <laughs> wanted like something a little bit funny. Like I felt like- I Which know, was 10 like years I'm ago. So- <laughs> 10 years know, ago, by the way, this year. Wild. That's cool. Superfine, like the name is 10 years old. I like that. I'll, I'll run with that. Um, <laughs> I came up with the name at my grad show because it felt like introducing me like I'm Sarah Feinstein like felt like so formal and mouth like and then mouthful like I was like fun and then like so super fine just came to me and then uh, I kind of like kept it and then so super fine was born from like essentially a necessity like I need to make money I have this name Zach you can do this like let's team up like let's figure it out and I thought it would be like that easy it wasn't <laughs> um <laughs> that's I think that's the universe's way of protecting us from stuff though don't you think because if you knew how hard half the shit you were going to do was before you started to do it you'd be like no I'm good (laughs) oh totally totally it's like no thanks like I'll find another way again like that's like the amazingness I feel like you sometimes have no choice but to do anything else like it's amazing what you can manifest it's Mm -hmm. amazing what you can like create and unfold and so sometimes it still blows my mind that like we were able to create this business from like literally thin air from absolutely nothing. Yeah, girl. <laughs> and like, you know, yeah. Like, do you, you know it? Like, so it started off like, because my parents ran fashion, they worked with a lot of retailers. I think we partially started by like reaching out to like their list, seeing if anyone like needed a website, anything like that. I don't even think they were our first clients though. I feel like Bobby, my friend, Bobby, who from tribe of lamb, she started this business. She happened to like maybe be around at that same time. Um, she was one of our first clients and like, so slowly, slowly, we kind of just like, would do a small project here or there. Um, but very quickly we realized number one, that like how hard and difficult it was to make a website (laughs) partially from the fact, like, I know everyone's like, I'm just going to make a website, but like, what do you need to make a website? You need content. So we'd like work with these people who are like, I need a website. Like I need a logo. And I'd be like, cool. Like, let's get started. And we'd be like, wait, how do we start? And like, they didn't have tech. So all of a sudden we were like, like we were writing, we were like trying to come up with photos. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We we're just like having to like figure it out. Like every step of the way, like the mm-hmm. website needs photos. We need text. Like, how do we get the text? Like we have to like write it. We have to like ask them more questions. Maybe we can like Google stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so like super fun. It just like evolved learning and like trying again and like 
some things didn't work and we learned so much. Like there were a couple of projects that like really there are like issues and we learned so much from those projects more obviously than the ones that go off without a hitch. Like it's great when things go perfectly, but like yeah. I'm so thankful some of the projects where things didn't work great. Like, you know, we, we were learning and thankfully at that time we like weren't being paid much. So I like, don't feel too bad. It wasn't like somebody invested <laughs> all this money and we like didn't deliver. <laughs> uh, thank God for those early years. But then, but then we started getting better, you know, as you do, when you do enough hours, when like you keep trying harder. And I would say that like, like, I guess like, and almost this ties into your first question, Gio, it's like my desire to continually grow as a person, like totally fed into our business. Like yeah. I could see that I was always like, I want more skills. I want to do better. And it wasn't just for the client's sake, it was for myself. Like, and I feel like I just have like a high standard as a creative person. Like I just like always want my next piece of work to be better. What can I yes. learn? Like, what can I do? That's always better, better, better. And so that went into our work. And I think that's why we started to get like cool little projects here and there. And we'd like, you know, maybe someone would only pay us like a thousand dollars, but felt like we would deliver something that was like four or $5,000. Like we would mm -hmm. just like do what we could to like grow and, and expand. And then there was a point where um, we need to like redo our own website and our friend Jaunty, who lived here, who's like one of the smartest people I've ever met, he was a writer. And we're like, hey, could you like maybe write some website copy for us? Like we need to redo our website. And he did and it was great. And we're like, wait a second. Like, what if you do the copy for our clients? Because like our clients are terrible with this. And so that was like the next big evolution of Superfine was like adding Jaunty almost like in a partner capacity where he like brought so much to the table that kind of like shifted us into a new place where we were able to like offer more. We were able to increase our prices. And then again, like all three of us were trying harder and it's been nice. I've been able to like hire friends here and there. Like after the next evolution after that was like, yeah, Gio, Gio's coming up. I <laughs> to like hire my friend who, who helped teach us some brand strategy in like a really high level way. She used to work for Interbrand. So she like bring us in to like how big agencies do it. So all of a sudden we're like this little boutique studio offering kind of like big agency like processes. So now here we are building brands sitting in the Himalayas. <laughs> Literally, I was going to say I'm like an all from halfway around the world because most of your clients are here in North America. I'd say all of them, right? Yeah. All of them, all of them. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying about the earlier years of not, and let's be real, at the end of the day, sure, we like learn things, we pick up skills and our wheelhouse grows, totally. but we still don't know what we're doing. Don't tell people, Gio, oh my God. <laughs> I look back, I'm like, oh my God, some of the stuff I did for nothing, but also like you said, thank God I only got paid nothing because like it was totally. garbage. I'm like, I don't know how would somebody hire me, but then that's just like how you grow. Like, I don't know. I, we've had so many conversations over the years about the process of creating a funnel of money from nothing. I don't have something to wake up to and I have to like figure this out yesterday yeah. and figure shit out. Absolutely. You know? And the truth is in life, like we never have any idea what we're doing. The no. only thing we know is like that, which we've experienced anything we haven't experienced. Like you, you don't know, you can't predict what's going to happen. And so mm. to assume, and it's so funny. Cause I feel like as a kid, like you like think adults, like know what you're doing. And then you like kind of become one and you're like, <laughs> no one has any idea what they're doing. Like at any point, like everyone's just figuring it out as they go. Like what? <laughs> Where like, is the manual I was promised? Where? <laughs> but if you can see it for what it is, then it's so much easier to find like the delight of it all. Like you mm -hmm. see that like life can be just like this play and like, 
instead of taking it so seriously as if you have to know what it is, like be present in the fact that no one does like, Mm. therefore, like be open to the opportunities that come, like be open to having no idea what should come next. So that like, you know, instead of thinking one thing has to be like a certain way, you can be open to having no idea, which I feel like allows you to be more fluid and allows you more opportunity to like discover and align and find yourself in places that you wouldn't have expected. And I feel like where I ended up now is like way better than I could have like thought for myself. And like, I'm so happy that like, I just kind of like went with things then didn't know what I was doing. Cause if like, yeah. I was like really rigid that like I had this plan that I had to stick to, like I would be in Toronto, like hustling and probably like crying every night. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Absolutely. And it's exactly like what you said, when you allow yourself the openness to just respond to things as they come, instead of getting really caught up in that sort of structure of what you thought was going to happen, that's what allows us to get to take learnings from Mm -hmm. the shit that happens to us. Because when you're not clinging to this idea of like, why is this happening? Like this should not be happening. You can see what is happening. You can actually look at it and go, what can I take from this that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to if, as you said earlier, Sarah, everything had gone according to plan, like we thought it would. like everybody else we like that we're like that too which i love <laughs> the super fine tagline because we're all weirdos it's just perfect <laughs> so sarah can you talk a little bit about why it's important now more than ever to celebrate our differences when it comes to the people that we collaborate with or the people that we experience life with i just want everyone to be able to like show up in the world as authentic as they want to be in like a weird way i feel like humans like we've designed like the weirdest world that we're like supposed to fit into it's like a whole world timeline i know it's like a whole world of like systems and processes and like we're like humans are part of nature like you can't really box nature in yet we've tried to like create all of these boxes and if you don't fit in it like something's wrong with you like why aren't you fitting into this box like why are you having you know struggles and so i feel like number one part of that tagline is like fuck the boxes like we just like are so tired and I feel like you know so much of like the web and like business like everything looks the same it's like a sea of sameness okay like yeah there's two things to this like I think templates and like programs that do that it like makes design accessible and I think that's great that like there are people who are like operating on budgets and like in the beginning times of business that like this is available so I'm like totally for that but there is a point too where like, I think like don't rely on that. Like the minute you can invest even like a few dollars, like go and invest in people that can like help you show up in like your own authenticity. Like, I think like we all need to strive for that from like any other place. And like, I don't want to hear the same voices that feel like they're so loud in this world. Like Mm -hmm. I want to hear the voices of like, I don't know, just people and, and, and their struggles and what they're doing and how they want to like stand out and, and sound apart. And I mean, often like we've worked with clients and they're like telling us what they want to do and how they want to fit in. And like, we want to copy those people. And I'm like, I am not your designer. Like, I'm not copying anything. Like, why yeah. do you want to copy anything? So I think like, number one, like we need to celebrate differences because I feel like 
there's absolutely like nothing else we can do at this point. Like, I think like the world has become like so homogenous in ways and, and there are for sure voices that are speaking out. And I think it's awesome. And I want to like be able to help people do that more. Cause I feel like, like, it's so important to just like live authentically, like in your business, yeah. as well as, you know, your day-to-day life. And so if like, we can help people do that a bit and like, that's great. And from a place of collaboration, like, that is my favorite kind of person to collaborate someone who's mm. different than me who who knows that they're different wants to remain different and like wants to find the way of like working together through that because when you're not working with other people that are different there's no innovation there there's no mm. opportunity to do something exciting that feels different like i know that i only know so much like yeah. my experiences you know while diverse are still like limited So, and I feel like that's the same for almost every person, but when you have an opportunity to collaborate with people who have like different experiences, like that's where the magic happens when like everyone brings like their expertise and you work as a team and you're like, okay, you're good at that. I'm good at this. Like, what can we do together where we're like all pitching in and then like we have all of these different voices and we can like look at all these different problems and like find the best solution. And so the tagline is really encompassing that like, people who are tired of like status quo, people who want to like treat the design process like a journey in a way like like that yeah. inquiry who wants to who want to come to the process like being inquisitive like what is the opportunity here like I know I need branding I maybe know I need a website but like what does that look like like it doesn't have to look like the template just because a hundred businesses are doing the exact same thing does not mean that you have to do it in fact I would like beg you to go against that because like that's how you stand out like yes. in a p- world where people are sometimes on hundreds of websites a day like how do you stand out by doing something different and like and again like there's i feel like all these systems on the web like and some of them are true like you know the way your eye flows and things like that but so much of it like all these studies and blah 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 like user <laughs> experience blah 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 i feel like i feel like that annoys me so much in a it way does. like there's some things that you should like consider but like you can also create your own user experience like think about how people want to interact with things and yes. like yeah. try something different you know like you're the one that gets to dictate it and you can be clever like use great copy to like direct people what to do tell them what they should be feeling or seeing like people are smart and like really think about the people that you want to arrive at your website. I really think that like, you don't have to stand for everything, pick what you want to stand for, stand strong in that. And then like build your identity and everything around that. Like be okay with knowing that not everyone's always going to like you. And that is cool because the people Mm -hmm. that connect with you are really going to connect with you. and, And that's what we want. I feel like. 100%. Sorry, that was like a real bit of like a little. <laughs> like a, like a preaching Get the right cue the soapbox. Cue the soapbox sound. <laughs> no, it's true though, because like at the this is the thing that has, and I've said this a thousand times. I'm repeating myself again, but for us, because we are small fish at this point, it's yeah. the translation of who we are as people through the work that we do, and that is the thing that has connected you, that has connected me, that connects Renee to the other creatives out in our networks and beyond to us and our work. Obviously the work like visually, yeah, you do great work. It's amazing. Super fine dot design. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it's the voice. You would just say in a, in a Zoom call, in a meeting, oh, right, you're just a person who's also like doing cool shit. You're not this official, like, let me show up in my tie and let me present you this 
slide. PowerPoint slide on all the things I'm going to do for your business. It's like, how do we just make magic happen? As cheesy as it sounds. Totally. It's so funny. Like, I, I don't know if this happens to you, but like, sometimes like I'll be on a call and people be like, okay, so like, what do you think we're going to do? And like, I have to like, as professionally as possible, say like, I don't know yet. Yeah. Like, I haven't even started the project. Like, how do I know? Like, I don't go in any project thinking I know what the outcome is going to be. Like, that's what strategy and discovery is for. Like, let's just like, you have to trust me. I think that's like the most important thing. Like, do we trust each other to like go on this journey where neither of yeah. us know what the outcome is yet, but we're like, know that we're going to work through it. And that like, there's a possibility that we might not get it right the first time. Or like, there might be like some problems or maybe we're going to disagree, but we both agree that we're going to like find a way to work through that for like the benefit of the project. But, yeah, but pe and people don't necessarily look at it that way. As we get older, as we get through, go through life and we're attracting the people that speak your language, basically. <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like, I feel like when you're finishing school that for like the most part, like you have to pay your dues. Like you have to do the time. And like, for sure there are some people, especially like some young kids who like just know how to like grow like so quickly or like epic content creators who are like able to just like, turn out like a ton of work like really quickly yeah. and like good for you guys like I feel like I look at you and I like bow down like <laughs> amazing like it's really it's so impressive like I don't have the capacity or the energy to do it for but people that do it's like really amazing to see people that can like turn out like that much work like all the time I feel like for other people it's like yeah like every year you gain experience like you pay your dues in the way that like you work through things like you figure it out your process to being able to deliver gets like better and better and better and that like around this time I feel like 10 years into it maybe 15 years into it like you really start to hit your stride and like yes. it feels like in those beginning years you're like fuck like I'm so tired of like over delivering and like not getting paid like when will this pay off mm -hmm. and then like all of a sudden it's like I feel like you just do the time you like keep taking that step and there's like a tipping point and I think it's probably a little bit different for everyone but all of a sudden yes. you like tip over and you're like finally like I'm talking to the people I want to talk to I'm working with the people that I always dreamed and like oh my god look at that like the money is like there that I've like dreamed at like but uh, that, all part of the journey <laughs> that is such a truth though and it's for every industry and I think people don't understand that it's like the only difference between failure and success a lot of the time is when you fucking just stick to it yes. you know what I mean like the people yes. who don't succeed are people who were discouraged because it is really discouraging I mean I don't want to undercut that you know what I mean like it sucks it oh, sucks yeah. to to work for less than you know your value is and it sucks to go through these experiences but like you said they're necessary because it teaches you how to figure out who you want to work with who is a good perspective client who, that is going to support what your vision for your company is and then you do you reach a point where all of a sudden your successes, your gains start to outweigh sort of the, the scratch stuff. Yeah. Your gains, you get swole <laughs> yeah. business wise. Well, bro, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? So I want to go back to, you're talking about content creation. I was telling Renee before we hopped on with you, I am starting for the month of May, this new era of creating content because I'm the one designing everything and I have to do it a month yeah. in advance all ahead of time. And I'm like, this is fucking insane. And I'm one person like doing this. How do people churn out shit left, right and center and do the work? 
I just want to hire people soon. (laughs) I'm just bitching at this point. It's like, it's so much fucking work. (laughs) Anyway, that probably won't make it into the episode. I just wanted to say that. (laughs) But um, talking about Superfine, what are you currently working on that's exciting you? I think I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, I'm working for I'm working for Amy Porterfield, who mm-hmm. is like known in like the course creation space is like the queen of course creation, um, and it's been like a great job. Honestly, I feel like it's like one of those like dream jobs that like we've been like working for like our entire career. We're able like we've been able to do like brand strategy for her. She's hiring us to do this amazing website. They didn't even like question like the price of the project. There's oh, no negotiation. Dream. I was like, oh my God, like this is happening. Like, yes. Yeah. But then I also think there's some people that are just like, okay, this is what you want to charge. Like, I respect that. Actually, recently I was on a consult call with this guy, the project geo that I want you to come in on. And he was like, Look, what are what's like the like possibilities like I like I know what you quoted is what you're worth and I don't want to ask you to give me anything less but like my business right now like we've been hit since COVID I'm like waiting for this loan to come in but like right now all I have is this like what what can we do and so we've been like you know brainstorming ways but Mm -hmm. like I feel like it's nice to finally be having like conversations in that way with people that are like just like acknowledging like that like you set your worth at that like okay I'll just pay that like Mm -hmm. cool And it shouldn't be a surprising experience, but it is because until this point, it's been like people just like haggling over every dollar. And I'm like, ah, and I get it. I totally get it. Like the people that we used to work with, like where they were in their business, like every dollar, like really mattered. Like they were hustling in the same way we were. So I get it. I'm happy to like not be working with startups in that way anymore. We're working for Amy Porterfield. It's like a dream job. It's like one of those projects where... I love brand strategy. It's like something that we've been doing now for like a few years. It's so fun. And it's like so amazing what it can do for like a business. Like I feel like brand strategy is actually like almost like partial like business strategy in the way that like when you look at it and when it's done right, it like gives you the trajectory of like, where you can go like it's like follow this map and like so Mm -hmm. we we did that for her and then we're like building out this website and she is like like talk about content creation like the amy porterfield team they are fucking prolific like they are so amazing it's so inspiring to like see the amount of like high quality content they're constantly turning out she's got like a podcast she's got like you know it's like huge blog and so we've been like redesigning and all of it and i feel like i'm giving her some like free like little like promo right now like, hey, before you hey, maybe she'll sponsor the podcast who knows yeah, yeah. But, uh... manifest that renee right? <laughs> but she's she's cool you know it's, i feel like it's rare that um, I've ever like worked for a client that I've like also felt like so inspired by. Like Mm -hmm. talk about again, like someone who like created this like course creation empire out of nothing. Like it started like as like one person like doing this thing and now they're like this massive, she's got like 20 people on her team and like this like whole thing. And she started from like nothing. And so it's like so inspiring, like working with her, especially because what she teaches is essentially like leverage your expertise make a course and sell that like find what you're good at naturally and like is there a way that you can like teach other people how to do that so you can like make money there so I feel like while I'm while I've been working on her project I'm just like so inspired by this like amazing woman who's like just done all of this so that's That's our main project and we've got like a, a few other projects plus like a few personal ones. You're always doing something different. That's the one thing that I love about the work that you do. You're always, it's always like, you're like me where every client is like a completely different industry. 
totally actually I really love it and I appreciate that and I remember one time like Seth Godin I watched like uh, a podcast from him and or like an interview and he said like one potential approach is to like niche in a way where like you only do like one or two projects like per industry industry, and that's what you become known for so when you're like talking to people like part of the marketing pitch is like do you want to work together like I only do like one or two projects like per industry like do you want to be that project that like we work on together and I thought that was actually so interesting like it's like good for like you as a studio like the exclusivity factor and like you said you like keeps things interesting like I like the challenge again like I feel like that's how we grow if I was doing the same kind of project over and over again like I mean the clients are usually always great and it's fun but I feel like the growth would plateau because you're not being like forced to like figure things out on the spot as much as there's like the uncertainty and the like stress levels of I have to make work for myself the beauty in that is that you can literally create whatever dynamic you want and whatever client you want to work with whatever industry you don't need to know about the details of anything because like your process fills that in like if you have a process that's like tried and true like you follow your process because like it like transfers like no matter what the industry Mm -hmm. or like what the client is like if the process is solid it means that you're able to like turn out at a super high level for anyone like the process essentially is like your instructions of like how to get what you need how to figure out what you need and like then it kind of like unfolds from there if you were to look at the trajectory Mm -hmm. of your career and give it a theme what would it be flying by the seat of your pants maybe yeah (laughs) sometimes gracefully sometimes not (laughs) but always landing on your feet oh I like that I feel like there's probably other things I could come up with (laughs) but I like that it was that's good succinct and it I think it encapsulated perfectly what we've talked about this entire time which is yeah like when you're flying by the seat of your pants maybe you have more time to take stuff in yeah. And to see where it just all takes you. I think that's like destination ambition or, or, or mm-hmm. something like those two things where like so much of the time we're like focused on like all of these places we need to reach and that like all the energy like goes into like getting to the next level. And then when you get to the level, it's kind of like, oh, so what next? And you like create another one. And like, I've really been seeing that like, fuck the destination. Like so much of it's like the journey, like be present in the journey and what's happening because there's always going to be somewhere else to get to. There's always going to be another goal. There's always going to be like whatever. And if you're so goal for like focus, you forget to have a good time. And I feel like that's often when we become like so stressed and anxious, it's because we've lost the ability to just be present in the moment. Cause when, whenever you're present, like, I think if most people can like think back to moments where they're having a good time or like felt no sense of like suffering or struggle or anxiety. It was probably because they were really present in a moment. And, and like, that's what so much anxiety and fear and doubt comes from. It comes from like not being able to hold your present. It it comes from a place like it's all future stuff. Like you're worrying about things that haven't even happened, Mm -hmm. but if you're like just enjoying the moment and if you're just like present so much easier to take things like, the next step like what needs to happen next and I feel like that's what like life is like we're so fortunate and especially like you know all of us like the situations that we were born into like the way that we were able to grow up like where we are now is like definitely like a place of like some privilege I think we can like all acknowledge that and so 
I think it's like so important to be like, okay, like we got really lucky. And so we almost have to drive to be present, strive to enjoy this because we mm-hmm. were so lucky with this life that we're able to live. And it's so important to be able to like cherish it and appreciate it and be thankful. And it's not that we don't suffer or we have struggles like everyone does too. But mm-hmm. I feel like some of the struggles that we have are, you know, not as much as others. And so it's like important to, to acknowledge that and to like find as much joy as we possibly can. I feel like it's like our duty in a way to, to find like the ability to, to just enjoy and appreciate this life as much as we can. Absolutely. Completely agree. So for anybody who is in this present moment, being present by listening to this podcast and is interested in presently connecting with you online, where can they find you? (laughs) Well, that's a great question. I'm excited to say that hopefully by this time, this episode launches my, what I've been working on will launch. I know I talked to you about Gia before, like wanting to create a space. And so Mm-hmm. I and actually co- talked about content creation. Yay! Uh, I've been okay. So if you want to connect with me personally, um, I feel like I don't really keep up on the gram, but I'm creating a, a website and it's called self reunion. And it's kind of like a place where um, since maybe 2016, 2017, I've been like keeping all of these like thoughts that I've had or observations and like part of them have been in notebooks, part of them have been online. And like some of them have been quite like profound, like little mini revelations that I've had. I mean, like one thing through like my decade experience of meditation, the main thing it's taught me is how to observe. I feel like so much of the time people think of meditation as like a tool to help like gain or loss. Like, Ooh, if I meditate, I can like gain a bit more calm or, you know, relaxation, or maybe I can like lose some of this where, the, the root of like meditation and what it's most amazing at is giving you the power to observe from a place of no judgment. Mm-hmm. And so through like a decade of, of this practice, I had like all of these like little things that have come up and some of them are quite funny and, and beautiful. And some of them have been like really real. And so I finally wanted to give a home to all of this. And so you'll be able to find me on the selfreunion.com. So if you want to keep up with me personally and then professionally, I say, you're just going to have to like drop us a line. Like we have a super fine Instagram, but we like really don't keep it up because no one on my team can like really be bothered with like social media. (laughs) I can't imagine what's that like. (laughs) We can't do it. We can't do it. We totally have like just own the truth that we are like a word of mouth business or like Mm a very like clear strike. Um, So like you can follow us there if you like, or, you can just like if you if you like me and you want to connect with me just send me an email I'll be like happy to respond so if you want to connect like literally like reach out and and come find me and like send me an email and and I I, I can connect there and that's at superfine.design yeah superfine.design well this has been so nice I'm so glad we finally got uh what is it another one in the can in the can, yeah. <laughs> but it's a lovely can. <laughs> I'm just glad I finally got to meet Sarah. This was so, not that I thought it would be bad at all, but I was just like, I didn't know what to expect. And it was amazing. It was just really nice chatting with you and hearing your thoughts about stuff. It was so fun for me to be here with you. I mean, I've always like listened to your your podcast. I'm like, oh man, they really just have a great time. Like it'll be fun <laughs> to like 
so I tune in and, and to hang out and have a great time with them. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing though. It's like I, when people like I ask when I approach people, I'm like, hey, like, would you consider? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, just listen to a couple interviews yeah. and you'll see it is chill we're not like news anchors like like i don't renee says this all the time and it's the truth we want to talk to people about the things that light them up and that lights us up it's like this light you know oh, oh, there. <laughs> as i destroy it we're so professional you know as geo was saying we just but anyway honestly thank you so much uh i appreciate you coming on yeah thank, thank you guys and it's been like so beautiful to like just watch your journey in a way, like also talk about content creation. Like this podcast is like, a, it's an undertaking. It's so inspiring to, to see you guys like keep, keep turning out these episodes and to keep moving forward and to see like how, how it's evolved. And so I'm, I'm proud of, of both of you. And so Thank it's so you. nice to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's like you said, it's it's like, I'm really trying to focus on the journey of this podcast and not the end goal of, you know, eventually I do want to monetize this. I do want to grow the thing, but the process of talking to so many amazing people has been such a joy for me and has been something that I've been able to keep to myself and be like, oh, I love this thing. Like, I'm just going to like see how it evolves organically and not think about too much because I'm normally, Renee knows this, both of you know this. I want this, I want this to happen, but I'm like actually just enjoying the process for once. And it's fun. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank like, you for that acknowledgement. I, I love what you said, but like, like imagine if you could like translate that into like all aspects of life. Oh like how, like, you know, and I feel I like- I would already really, be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, but like, I feel like, like what you just like described, it's like, I feel like that's like what I'm like working to so much. And like, mm. like when I talk about like self-development and growth, it's like that, like, I just want to find a way to like, as like often as possible to like be like fluid and like enjoying the moment and the journey. Cause like, I know like even after like being in India and like a 10 year like practice in this way, like I totally still get like wrapped up in all the things, but like what you were describing, I feel like that's what like I'm working towards is like, can we just like go through life? Like in like finding this joy and like enjoying and being present and not worrying about where we're going to go because if we're enjoying the moment, it doesn't matter where we go. We'll have a great no. time. Like wherever we end up. <laughs> this was okay. so great, Sarah. Thank you so much. And it was so nice to meet you. Hopefully yeah, one day nice we'll cross paths in person, but until then. Sounds great. Lovely, lovely. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, 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 yes to all of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like, I, I don't have much else to say. No, I, she, she said all of the things. I think I don't have anything to add for once. Right? Amazing. Well. Got that down in the diary. <laughs> Today's the day. Well, thanks for listening to me. And to me. And if you have any suggestions for episode topics or feedback about the show, you can email us at listen to me podcast at gmail.com or you can message us on the socials at listen to me pod. Yeah, we talked about Patreon at the top. So if you're interested in seeing what we have going on over there, go to patreon.com slash listen to me pod to find out more. And as per usual, the music in this episode is graciously provided by audionautics.com. Goodbye! Au revoir, arrivederci, ciao. Are we just saying goodnight? <laughs> <laughs> no, are we not doing that? <laughs>